How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, you're a doctor, and you keep seeing this woman around the hospital that you work in, and she's not another doctor, um, but she starts like looking at your doctor work being like, Oh, interesting. And then like kind of needling you about it is like kind of a dick to you, but in like a flirty way. So you're into it. Um, but you never see her outside of the hospital. Um, and then one day you're just like coming back to the hospital late at night for some reason. Um, and she is on the operating table. What do you do? Same day shipping, the show where we geek out about real love and fake relationships. I'm Colin. I'm Kelly. I'm Ryan. I'm Patrick. Ooh. Is anyone operating on her or is she just laying? <laughs> no, she she is being operated on. Yes. <laughs> Some, something is happening. So now I am getting like a spooky, like ghost vibe out of body experience. But now that I'm thinking about it, it could be that she was just in the hospital before her operation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like it doesn't have to be supernatural, I guess. No, but you, you like you've seen her around for months. She's there all the time. Uh huh. And then she got sick and needed an operation. <laughs> And you have like, and you have like a flirty relationship with her. So I think the question is like, how do you bring this up to her? Do you, you, you intend to have a further relationship with this woman? Are you able to like, I know this is like not kosher, but are you able to like go up and like spy on the operation? Like what kind of operation is she getting? I mean, you can, you can, you can do whatever you want. You can uh, mm-hmm. spy on the operation. You can dig through her medical files. You are, you have full reign of the hospital. Look, it's not good. You shouldn't do this, but I would spy on the operation or I would maybe not spy on the operation, but like I would look at her medical files. Okay. You would do both. 
Uh, I think I would look at the medical files. I would like go close enough to the operation and do enough spying to know it's her. Yeah, and and this is I'm guessing, Patrick. This is an observation room situation, like a junior mints room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ju- junior mints room, exactly. So I think I would watch because you're allowed to watch. Right, so. anyone can watch. Well, okay. Well, let me you're not a anyone, surgeon. But... Right? Are you a <laughs> surgeon in this scenario? Uh, Ryan, are you a surgeon? I think you're just a hot Dr. Kyle. From I think Roswell, you're just a hot Dr. Kyle. Ah, so you can't like scrub in under the pretense of like, I'm going what? to assist. He does anything. He does. He does what? everything that Roswell medical needs. Roswell general, I think, mm-hmm. or whatever it's called. But you, mm-hmm. I, like, I think it would be insane. If it would you be insane to scrub it. It's up. insane to scrub in on a surgery. You have nothing to do with. That's just like, this is some Dr. Death shit. You should not be doing that. No, do not you're just do like, that. You're just like, hey, uh, I could... Yeah, it looks like you guys could use another set of hands. What? So what's going on with this beautiful stranger? Uh, okay, here's what I, I think you do in a fairly normal way. Is you watch the surgery, or like watch long enough to see kind of like what's up, like what kind of surgery it is. And then I think you visit her in recovery. Sure. And just be like, and admit, I saw you on the operating table. I didn't know. You. How are you? Like, you know, do you want to talk about it? Is I mean, she- it's tough. It's tough because she's never volunteered any, like, and anytime, like, you've joked about it before that you're like, oh, I only ever see you at the hospital. And she's like, yeah, maybe I'm a ghost or something. Like, she always <laughs> deflects it in, like, some, like, ironic, shitty way. So, like, you can tell she does not want to tell you about anything. So but you do want to date her. You do want to date her. But, like, okay, so you see her, you assume she's, like, associated with the hospital, like, mm-hmm. a doctor. Or she a... tells you her dad, and I think you have reason to believe this is true. Her dad's the, the head of the, like, uh, dean of the hospital. What do you call okay. that? Whatever. Uh, I don't know, head of medicine? Yeah, head of yeah. medicine, probably. Head of medicine. Like, her dad is that job, which is what she tells you. So, like, that's why she says she's around. What, she's, like, bringing dad lunch all the time? What's she doing? Why she? I mean, she doesn't give you details every time, but, like, that's what that's her excuse. That's what she uses as, I'm at the hospital. My dad's right. the head of surgery or head of medicine. Right. And and you've taken all of like her deflections to be part of like the aggressive flirtiness. Right. The, like the shitting on you kind of flirting. Mm. You know uh-huh. what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's like I'm I'm giving you shit and like, yeah. Yeah. Huh. It's TV flirting is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because in real life, you just avoid those people. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like oh in my real God, life, someone does that to you. just said to me? Yeah, you're like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, all right, I guess you don't want me around. I'll just not engage with you anymore. Yeah, I just feel like if someone I didn't know was, like, outwardly rude to me, I wouldn't be like, oh, we're flirting. I would be like, okay, I guess we're enemies. Like, I don't. Yeah, but, like, (laughs) uh, okay. But it's also in a world where everyone is super hot. No, it's true. In that case, then that goes the other way. I I instantly assume flirting. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if you're super hot, I assume anything you say to me is flirting. Yeah. Like, if you're hot, I'm hot. Everyone here is hot. So, but it, it does it does it ever reach a point where you are like, I'm going to go, I'm going to check her records. Kelly, and- that's the first thing she's that's suggesting the first thing I, I do. I, no, but then, but then you, uh, like, make secret plans <gasps> to try to cure her without her knowing it. Well, that's Ooh. weird. Okay, you're. That's a lot of. St- I feel like just it's a lot the, of steps. The, <laughs> the first show is step a lot. of looking at her medical records. I think is a violation. Oh, absolutely, it's a violation. Oh, I and, think okay, it's all. About- you're in a hospital. You're. I think you know what you're getting into. 
Those doctors are all spreading that shit around. You literally, there's yeah. literally laws to stop this. It's called a HIPAA violation. It's called a HIPAA violation. Between doctors, okay. How about though? this? You look at the, you see the, you see the thing happening. You see the operation. Mm-hmm. You look up the medical records, and it's a ter- she has a terminal disease. Okay. What is your approach? Do you talk to her about it? Because yeah. now, you, now you know, and you shouldn't have looked it up to begin with. Right? Yeah. She didn't tell you. I would be. I would go in there and like give her like smoldering eyes and be like, "You will dance at your wedding." What? And then marry her? And then marry her. What is this? Walk to remember? It's a lost scenario. It is a... I have flipped it to lost. Wait, okay. Honestly, okay. I think that's better than what the show did. I think what you could do also is like... Like, at least what I would do... Once I found that out, I think I would come clean and be like, I know I really shouldn't have done this. And that's really bad, and I'm sorry, but, like, I looked at your medical records, and just because I saw you on the operating table, and I was worried, and, like, I, that's really shitty. You never have to talk to me again, um, but, like, know that I want to help you. And it, it truly is up to them, right, to decide if they want whatever yeah. weird experimental treatment that you're heralding. Like, I don't know why <laughs> you know about this treatment that the world doesn't, but. You know that alien, you, have alien, you have access to alien DNA. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, I mean it. Shit. The, well, then. Oh my god. Yeah. Way to go bury the lead. Scratch on, that. Right. I'm not fucking telling her shit. Right. So, like, first do no harm, but like, do you have to? T- I mean, but there's also real well, like, ethical issues lies. with healing people without telling them. Mm. Sure. Because we're also not talking about like control studies. This is not like it went through. No. 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 Anything. So, like. You, do could, you, know you could heal her the, and then she could get powers or something. You don't know. Okay, so but you do know, though, that the alien DNA will heal her. Probably. What you know is that you have seen this alien technology or magic or whatever bring someone back from the dead. Okay. Two people. So yes. this is where I maybe become a villain. But Ooh. I think... You murder her. <laughs> yeah. I murder her and I bring her back. No, I... I think I don't tell her shit and I and I heal her. I don't know if I can continue having a relationship with her. Yeah. But mm. I I think I like cuz then the like it's just weird and I I don't think I could ever keep something like that secret for that long and blah blah. blah. Um but I think I would heal her and then like maybe break up with her. She'll get over it or not break up because you're not even together. Yeah, never get together. Yeah, just never get together. Heal her and then kind of ghost her and she ends up not liking me, but at least she like lives and then maybe. And then if one day she comes up to you and she's like, dude, I can like walk through walls. I'd be like, that's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think it's got to be tough. And I don't think it happens very often, but it happens a lot in television. When you're a doctor and your romantic interest has to become your patient. Yeah. That is a very different relationship. Yeah, totally. It seemed, yeah, like you can't, you just have to be like, okay, one of these relationships has to go. And because, like, if I'm not your doctor, you die, mm-hmm. that means that just we can't date. It just means we right. can't date. Yeah. Mm. In the show, he brings her to the diner that is owned by his ex girlfriend. Messy. Wait, after reading her medical records and finding out she has a terminal disease. Yes. So he breaks HIPAA and then takes her for a late night burger at his ex girlfriend's restaurant. With the hopes that she's going to get healed by the aliens? No, I think he's thinking 
He's thinking step one here. He's, he's thinking like, first yeah. date. <laughs> he's, like, he's trying to go on a date with her. I'm sorry. Go, oh, because they've been making out. Restaurant? We skipped the part. They've been making out. Oh, my. At so, the hospital? Yes. Yes. In the operating what? theater. No. While she has her cavity is open. She has her operation. Uh-huh. End of an episode about a week passes. Okay. Later, he has to take shrapnel and glass out of his own side. So he takes his shirt off, goes to the operating room. Of course. And pulls out the glass and stitches himself up. She comes in while he has no shirt on. They make well, out. what's going to happen, yeah. Then two weeks later, we find out that they've been making out for weeks. Ah. <gasps> uh. Well, like, since. That yeah, was still since, their first since. makeup. But they've been making out. And it seems like he's known this whole time she has this disease. Oh, yeah. I mean, but the show doesn't drop it on us until they're in the restaurant. It's insane. Yeah, we find out the... Di- okay, and this is more, and we already noted this on another podcast, but the the viewer finds out that she has this disease by the guy that she's sort of dating telling his own ex-girlfriend. That's oh. how we discover this information. Interesting. <laughs> so oh, he's... Yeah. I mean, that I think is... That's impolite for a doctor to do. Yeah, I'm less offended by a doctor sharing my file with another doctor, but when doctor number two shares that information (laughs) with his ex girlfriend, is his ex an alien? No, No, but but she's a a scientist. She's a she's a a a biomedical scientist. Okay, but so she doesn't need to know. She's not on need to know basis. I well, she, not, she she needs to know will. the story because eventually <laughs> it seems like she's gonna do experiments right. to try to right. save this girl. But I don't know that she, he. I don't know why he he doesn't tell her like Liz, we got to save this new girl I'm dating. He says like I'm freaked out. She's dying. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You're right, Colin. I'm with you. Doctors can talk to each other. But once you add ex girlfriends, it's not cool. <laughs> it's too much. No, exactly. I think that's like that's like friend or like date code violation on top of mm-hmm. HIPAA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like those those kinds of records in the first place should not have been released, right? Like those should have been under lock and key so that Kyle never got them. Yes. Oh, I from what I've seen on TV, they're always just in a clipboard at the end of your bed. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. I I, that's why I feel like anyone level. can just grab it and look at it. I think that's like your. That's high level shit. Like that, I think will say like what your allergies are, what medications. Like that's you're your on. chart. Mm. But I guess so. That could. only your chart's gonna say. It might say your diagnosis. It probably does. Yeah, it probably does. But it won't have all the dirty details. He's not gonna have our entire medical history on there, right? Mm. Hmm. But yeah, I guess that's, I mean, that's kind of a question. It's less of a question for shippers and more of a question for doctors. <laughs> I don't know what the ethics are of looking at charts. Right. Should this information be released or not? Yeah. Like, should any doctor be able to look at any chart in the hospital where you work? Well, I feel like, I mean, and I know I, I'm no doctor, but um, <laughs> I feel like if you're looking at the chart to try and treat someone, uh-huh. that's one thing. If you're looking at the chart just like for shits and giggles or like <laughs> to date them. To date them, then that's mm. like a, a different that's gross. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's- but I guess once you know somebody is sick and they haven't told you they're sick, do you just play it cool until they tell you? Shit. Or do you sick? Because yeah, he I saw her in cool. getting an operation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the, the thing that complicates that, especially, is that like he works at the hospital where she is receiving treatment. So, like, for him to pretend he doesn't notice it. 
is also fucking weird. Yeah, and it's not weird for him to know that. If she's having surgery at the hospital, he works. Like, I think it's okay for him to be like, I saw you getting surgery. Because that's, he didn't do anything (laughs) wrong. He's just walking around. (laughs) Right. But she might just be embarrassed by that and not want to have a relationship with him because of it. But that's, I mean, that's also her right. Yeah. I wish that was why she's mad. She gets mad because she thinks he's only hooking up with her because she's dying. And that it's pity. Oh. Oh, we'll walk to remember. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever you do, don't fall in love with me. (laughs) Impossible, Mandy Moore. (laughs) Such a delight. (laughs) <laughs> the other day I started reading Wikipedia's of all the Nicholas Sparks movies oh my god Ryan are you okay <laughs> I think so I mean it saved me the time I didn't have to watch any of them great but point. I was re- just reading all of them they're all that's, sad that's amazing quarantine activity Ryan <laughs> yeah well and there were some I was like did I see this movie did I not because I have seen some like a percentage of them mm-hmm I've never seen the one with Amanda Seyfried and Channing Tatum, which feels like that cast. Why did I see that? I've seen all, all yeah, their other your, movies. That's yeah. your cast right there. That was my like that was like made for Ryan, but mm-hmm. I just I never saw it. Which would be think- different than if there was a Nicholas Sparks book that they were trying to make into a movie but didn't. But or didn't come out. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, we're doing unreleased ships today. We did it. We did it. That was the third third transition point. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I saw you, call. I saw you. (laughs) Um, But uh, this is what we're doing this because like nothing's coming out. None of the things that were supposed to come out are coming out. Yeah. I think it was last week. Yeah. I I was fairly excited to see Green Knight, and I guess I was just kind of assuming it would hit like a streaming platform, and then I read that it will just not be released until further notice. So that's yeah. kind of what was making me think of all the things that we don't get to watch right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's Green Knight? Uh, Green Knight is like, it's like an Arthurian uh, adaptation. Um it's a magical was what's his name um uh gilead i think he's like the uh, if i'm not mistaken he's like the good knight uh who um goes to the castle of virgins in monty python if i'm not oh, mistaken oh right uh, uh yeah. the nephew of king arthur yeah but Go- this oh, is oh it's the one it's with death patel Yes, yeah. it's the one with Death Patel. Oh, mm. yes. It looks going, super, right? it's like action uh, magic-y shit. It looks pretty yeah. fucking cool, man. Or no, wait, no, Sir Gowen and the Green Knight? Is he, is it not going? He's going, right? Oh, it's, he's coming and going. Uh-huh. It's G-A-W-A-I-N. Is that how you pronounce that? Uh, I've heard it pronounced going. They might pronounce it something else in the, in the show. Yeah. But I've heard people say going for okay. G-A-W-A-I-N. So, but yeah, I, no, that looks really, I'm down with Dev Patel leading all of me oh, hell yeah. like I usually I'm not that into uh Dickens at all but like the um the David Copperfield trailer I was like yes I will go see this movie <laughs> <laughs> um so do we have any unreleased ships 
Well, that is our theme of the episode. So hopefully we have at hopefully, least a few. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I have one, um, but it's messy and I don't know if I like it really. But it, it was it was the first thing that I thought of when, when we said unreleased ships. I think you gotta um, lean into your fears on this one, Patrick. I, I know, and I'm 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 going to. Um are you guys familiar with the um smashing like the lost smashing pumpkins record? Um no. is the the uh it's uh Machina two, Friends and Enemies of Modern Music. No. So um it was like it came out or like didn't really come out in uh all right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> in in uh, uh nineteen ninety nine or like two thousand, the Smashing Pumpkins broke up. Um and it was right after um uh the record Machina came out, which was sort of like the first time that Jimmy Chamberlain was back in the band after they he's the drummer. Mm-hmm. Um they had like kicked him out because he um he and their keyboard player were like doing too much drugs and like their keyboard player like OD'd and died. Mm-hmm. Um and so they were like, Chamberlain, you're out of the band. Um, and that's when they put out um, Adore, which is all of the like more sort of electronic rock um, kind of uh, songs. Uh, and then they brought Jimmy back on to do um, Machina. And, um, you know, that sounds like old Smashing Pumpkins um, is very like big and like, you know, operatic in a Billy Corgan kind of way. Um, but the band breaks up shortly after this. Um, and like while they're breaking up, they're putting together all these other recordings from Machina um for a set of records that they're calling uh uh Machina 2 Friends and Enemies of Modern Music and there's this whole like uh insane like concept that uh uh Machina and Machina 2 are like built around um and the idea is that uh the character Zero who is basically Billy Corgan uh mm-hmm. is in a band called the Smashing Pumpkins but he starts hearing uh the voice of God telling him that he needs to like change his life so he changes uh his name to Glass and he changes the name of the band to the Machines of God um and uh like starts to go crazy as he writes songs uh informed by this voice of God telling him what to do um and like the band becomes the biggest band in the world as like he goes crazier and crazier um and uh and this is this is all put together by the way from like long dead websites and like a a, a short like animated series that isn't up on YouTube anymore um and like interviews with Billy Corgan like all piecing all this bullshit together that I was really into in 1999 and 2000 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and so, like, he gets pulled out of this by, like, rekindling a relationship with a former manager whose name is Ruby. Um, and, like, he he's, like, telling her about, like, all of his, uh, like, he's hearing this voice from God telling him to, like, be the biggest band in the world. And she's like, you're going crazy. Like, you've yeah. lost connection to everything. Um, and he, uh, the, there's a song on the record called uh, Let Me Give the World to You. Um, and it uh, it's about the idea of giving up his connection to this like divine voice so he can like not go crazy and like live his life with her. So like it's messy because it's still like it's basically autobiographical in a way. Um, and uh, because he's like a crazy man who uh, like thinks he's talking to God. Yeah, yeah. What? So, what does Zero change his name to in this? To uh, glass. Glass. Yeah. Um, I can I offer uh can I offer a character to ship glass with? Ooh, yeah. And it is not any less messy, but um, 
if you guys are familiar with the BBC uh, four series Flowers, he really <gasps> reminds me I of love Amy Flowers. Flowers. Of who? Amy. I when love she's Flowers. living in the yeah. church and she has yeah. her band and she's like she's it's basically the same story. She's having a psychotic episode and like losing touch with reality and sort of getting sucked into this like world of these old paintings uh the that oh, cool. yeah. yeah it's real it's really really scary stuff but at the same time she is like creating the best album ever written because yeah. her and her band are just living like on this farm where there's an old like barn that they just rehearse day and night in and she like is like breaking way new grounds with her music and it's really exciting so if you don't care about their mental health, get those two together and they will make an <laughs> awesome album. Well, and the thing that's crazy is like uh, Machina 2 is my favorite Smashing Pumpkins record. Um, like it's so fucking good. And that uh, Let Me Give the World to You song rules. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, that was just like the the first whenever whenever people talk about like un- unreleased albums or like, you know, projects that never saw the light of day. But that rule, um, this is the first thing I think of. Love it. I'm gonna have to check it out. I have not I have not listened to that album. Yeah, I want to listen to it now. I've never heard it. Mm-mm, me neither. It's uh, mostly available on YouTube. But I think I, I may have a burned copy of it somewhere in my house. There is uh I'm seeing a YouTube link, uh Machina Two Part One, and that's an hour and a half. How long is the album? My god. So the album is made up of uh three EPs and one double LP. Um, so an hour and a half should be the whole thing, I think. Dang. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Does Billy Corgan have issues with schizophrenia? I don't know. Possibly. Okay. Well, because when you said autobiographical, I wasn't sure. Mm. Well, I mean, it's a, 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 like autobiographical, certainly in the way that like, um, you know, he pursued like fame with the band um, mm-hmm. to the detriment of you know, their keyboardist fucking died. Right. Uh, you know, so like, uh, it's obviously um, like the fame has taken a toll on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, th- I think it, like that's how it's autobiographical. Yeah. Uh, here I'm, I'm seeing uh, struggles with depression and suicidal thoughts. Uh, you know, don't see any specific diagnosis for Billy Corgan. Well, and now he's like, I feel like now a lot of things he says are kind of batshit, right? Isn't yeah, that is, he's kind of... Yeah, but like he's been batshit... All along. Yeah. Since the, since the mid-90s. Yeah. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, so I thought mine was going to be the most depressing one. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, it's different. It's depressing in a different way. It's depressing to me because it's a spinoff of a movie that I don't even like, but it, it got te- Okay. So are you guys familiar with, and I think I've talked, maybe I've talked about it before the movie, something borrowed with Kate Hudson. Oh, what was that? Okay. So it's Jennifer Goodwin and Kate Hudson are best friends. Kate Hudson is like the vivacious center of attention one. And then her best friend is like. Um, the like sweet, hardworking lawyer friend. And uh, Kate Hudson's getting married, but it turns out that the guy that she's marrying, her best friend has been in love with all along. <gasps> so the plot of Something Borrowed is essentially, uh, <laughs> the Something Borrowed is the fiance. And it's all about Jennifer Goodwin, like having an affair with her best friend's fiance. Oh my God. And then they end up together. Like the story is about, the best friend and the fiance. Wow. Falling, you know, admitting that, like they always loved each other, whatever. It's a whole thing. But they make Kate Hudson, and she's great at it. They make her just awful so that you can swallow more easily that she's betraying her best friend and that the fiance is like that, like it makes it tries to make it okay, like you feel okay at the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's based on a book series, but it's like, so in the plot line, so they, they make Kate Hudson, like I said, she's they make her just like a shitty friend and they make her like all these things. But also she thought this person was her best friend and she thought her fiance loved her. And then instead they are in love with each other and I think have a baby and like get together. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. It's like and again, it's like supposed to be a romantic comedy and it's like, oh, um, but they also introduce a John Krasinski character and the mm. John Krasinski character is Really is close, grew up with Kate Hudson. Like, they're both, there's also a lot of rich people in this movie, one of those. Um, and so, like, they grew up as, like, friend, you know, family friends, rich people. And he is also close friends with the Jennifer Goodwin character. Um, and at one point, like, when Jennifer Goodwin is, like, you know, cause she's in love with her best friend's fiance, like, things are not always that easy for her. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, what if you were in love with someone who w- wasn't already engaged, like me? Cause I'm here and I'm hot and I'm rich and I'll take care of you. Like whatever yeah. you need, we could have, like we could have a life. Like let's fucking do this. And she, and she's just kind of like, yeah, no, like you, I don't see, I think she doesn't say the words, but it's essentially like, I don't see you as a sexual being and I would never do that with you. This is uh, 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 uh Jennifer Goodwin doing this? Yes. To John Krasinski uh, uh. and poor John Krasinski, but also like, you know, from the beginning of the movie, you know where this is going pretty much. So right. is he's a road bump, but, and he's also like, his dynamic with Kate Hudson is like, he's one of the only people who kind of tells her when she's being, um, when she crosses a line or when she's like being too much where he'll just be like, come on, like this person's talking, like stop your bullshit, like whatever. Yeah. Um, so he kind of has like an honesty with her. Like he doesn't like feed into her. That's good for her. I think, but she's also like, she's kind of the villain of this movie. Yeah. But the end of the movie, she's pregnant by some other guy. Don't worry about it. (laughs) <laughs> and she's in Paris, I think, or London, whatever. She's abroad. She's left New York because she can't be in New York because her fiance and her best friend are now married and have a baby. And Ethan, who is John Krasinski, is there. And this is the end of Something Borrowed. So this is the end of the movie that came out. 
they like set up this dynamic between John Krasinski and Kate Hudson where she's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I need someone to help me. And he's like, you always need someone to help you. He's like, I will be your friend. I'm not your caretaker. But like, wink, wink, beginning of another rom-com. And then they never made that rom-com. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) And it would have been such like a more complicated. I mean, the first one's pretty complicated. But like, it could have been a really interesting thing of like her growing and and like and him stopping a doormat because he's like, whatever. But like, no. Instead, we just never get that movie. But that's the movie I Mm -hmm. want. I want Monster Woman and Doormat Guy to find their way together in Paris or London or somewhere. I think it's London. Maybe it's Paris. I don't know. I love that. That's great. So that never came out. I don't know if it was under contract, but they definitely set it up at the end of the first. Like, it's weird. It's a weird. It's almost like an Avengers thing. Like, (laughs) they hinted at a movie. Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm also looking at this and it's a mid credits scene. That's so strange. And maybe the movie just didn't make enough money or maybe something happened. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know. They de- and the book is a, it's a series of books. Oh, so like there is a book you could read about those two characters. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's it's more her. It's more like the Kate Hudson story, and then he's eventually her love interest. It's not like a two hander, but like, yeah. So it kind of bumps me out because I think the two of and the two of them had chemistry. And yeah. for me, like the Jack Ryan John Krasinski is less interesting to me. Hmm. Um, I mean, I know that's where he's decided to go mm-hmm. with like it. Jack Ryan, <sighs> yeah, is not. I think. I think like the beta guy who like also like figures out his shit and goes after what he wants and like builds a life for himself is much more interesting to me than like he's a super right. Guy. Yeah, me too. But uh, whatever, John Krasinski should have the career that he wants. Yeah, he seems like a nice. Guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's let him. Let's let him do that. Let's let him pursue his dreams of like DJing a high school prom. Um, from, from his home, of course. From, his, from home, his home. From a safe distance. I do think, okay, now, I guess I'm going to put my dream out into the world. Okay. Because now that it's, because it's been like probably five, 10 years since that movie came out, since Something Borrowed came mm-hmm. out. Yeah. So I'd be into like a 10 to 15 years later, Kate Hudson and John Krasinski. Oh my God. I think they do it. Movie. We got to do it where they reconnect over Skype and we have them shoot it, self-tape it. From home, and it's a series of conversations they have while uh, stuck at home or living in yes, different and cities. and Jennifer Goodwin sometimes pops in. Yeah. So, like, it's that kind of yep. thing. Like, it's an epistolary, but um, with video yep. calls. And, oh, it could even be right. episodic. We could tune in and watch it live every week, like an improv show. Yeah, I'm in. All right, so that was my unreleased, but it's kind of, like, it's a, it's, I don't even love the first movie. Mm-hmm. I'm sad that I didn't get the second one. Uh, Mogi Mine is also a John Krasinski unreleased shit. What? What? Yeah. what? I, for my unreleased, I chose uh, Evelyn and Lee Abbott from A Quiet Place and eventually A Quiet Place 2. Oh, but it's not out yet because of delays. Exactly. It's unreleased. <laughs> um, but I do, like, I, I... Love their uh, partnership. Uh, I think it really mm-hmm. rings true. Like the fact that they're married and the actors are married in real life definitely like shows in the performances. Uh, mm. It's an effective horror movie. It's got tragedy. Children are being killed. Uh, husbands are being eaten. It's kind of. Did you know I have not seen it? Oh, no. Me neither. No, me neither. Oh. 
<laughs> I, I actually, it's it's a movie that I've been dying to see because I really love horror and, and it's supposed to be a really good one, but it's just, I haven't gotten around to it. But I was actually thinking like when I'm doing some work later today, I'll, I'll have that on. Yeah, it's it's definitely, it, it's a good uh Good action horror movie. I I would highly recommend A Quiet Place. Yeah. So I guess e- right. everybody email me after you watch it this afternoon and let me know how you think about my shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm happy that you like it now. I do, yeah, I do like it. Yeah, me too. Um, but it's like it is like very much. Um, you know, it's they strike a really good balance in that like. So they're living in this sci-fi world where there are monsters and their parents. So like their kids like safety and, you know, like has mm-hmm. to take a back seat to like everyone's overall happiness and stuff like that. But one of the things I really like is they do not like neglect their relationship. Like they're very sweet to each other. And um, uh, Evelyn is like pregnant and almost about to have a baby. And he's like, uh, he's just very good with her. He, you know, clearly makes an effort to make her feel beautiful and feel loved and amidst all the other stuff that's going on. Um, yeah, Aww. it's, I'd, I'd call it relationship goals. Oh, that John. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he knows how to direct himself to look real good. Yeah. Okay. Kelly, do you have one for mine? I have, uh, uh, I'm requesting assistance with mine. Ooh. Mm. Because I have one person that I want to uh to sh- to ship and I to be honest just didn't have time to come up with another person, but I'll get out my dice. I think we can <laughs> <laughs> I think we can come up with 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 someone for this person. Okay. So, New Mutants. This movie has been pushed yes. and pushed and pushed oh, and pushed. God, so many times. It has a release date, though, now, right? I believe so. Let's see. August, is- right? Huh? August, right? Oh. We'll okay, see. sooner than I thought. But as of right now, still unreleased. <laughs> yeah, I'll believe Colin it when I see it. Colin is skeptical. <laughs> yeah. When did the I mean, first oh, trailer yeah, yeah. for that come out? Like 2015 or something? I seriously like I feel like I was doing an episode of fangirling and we were talking about this fucking and alpha's like gone now like this is it's so okay August August 28th 2020 is now is the as of right now dot 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 right. originally intended for release April 2018 that's crazy my god holy shit so it's been a couple of years okay so, it it's it's been made. It was originally supposed to be tri- a trilogy. Now it's not going to happen because uh, it's been so long that Disney has acquired Marvel in the like in between. <laughs> like, so this movie, like, whatever. And I don't even know if it's going to be good. It's been like you know made, reshot, la la la, final cut, blah blah blah. Yeah, and it's a horror. It's made as a horror movie. Yeah, so it's like back. It was kind of around when Logan was being mm-hmm. made, where they were open to the idea of using the X Men to tell uh, divergent, kind of different kinds of mm-hmm. stories, which instead think- of the superhero mold that at the MCU has kind of set forth. Exactly, and I and I and I like that. Like I like um, 
you know, a, a kind of a twist on a superhero movie just because like, you know, I, I like the Avengers movies, but I, there is a little bit of superhero fatigue and, and, and they can mm-hmm. be kind of formulaic and blah, 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 whatever. Um, but I've always liked the character of Magic, a.k.a. Ileana Rasputin. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, the, and the, the kind of cast of characters in this movie is going to be Wolfsbane, Magic, Cannonball, uh, Cecilia Reyes, who's the mentor, uh, Mirage, and Sunspot. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, those are the notables. Yeah. Uh, so can you guys help me ship magic with someone? What <sighs> is it that you? So you're drawn to magic, but like, what's the what's the elements of of that character that you really like? Um, I like that she. Well, I like this is like very surface, but I do mm-hmm. like her powers. I think that's cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I like that she can create the soul sword. Um, I like the like. What was the thing with her where she was like? ruler of a hell dimension type thing what was that thing with her i mean i think i think basically that that's it right there's that there's sometimes that she is like ruler of some dimension i'm I'm remembering a, a story where she is the sorcerer supreme at, like mm. um that uh tempest oh. travels through t- to, to like a, a distant future and um magic is the sorcerer supreme instead of um dr strange mm. yeah like, it is it's I, a what if magic uh, uh that's yeah. Yeah. Uh Ooh. Oh wait, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. No, no, no. It's not a it's not a what if magic. It's Hold on. I'm looking this up right now. But Doctor I mean Doctor Strange I, I, the end. Oh, okay. All right. Sure. So uh I think he's old. Interesting. No, stop <laughs> it. Stop. Yeah. I don't know. I I see what's coming. Don't no. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not trying to ship her with Doctor Strange. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> I mean, I do think one of the things that's super cool about magic is that she has mutant powers, but then also like studies and develops magic. Mm-hmm. Right? Like mm-hmm. she's the you know the, the rest of the mutants like they have their powers and they like work on developing those powers, but like she she has that and also this like other discipline. Yeah. Like she's working extra hard. Yeah, I also like that she kind of, I, I don't know if it's in the world of X-Men and like Marvel that this is necessarily true, but like at least in pop culture, I think it's also true in that, that she's like in the shadow of Colossus. Totally. Him being her older brother. Yeah. Okay. Here's a thought because I, and I don't think I, I didn't know this. I found this from the Wikipedia. So if I, if this has already happened, I apologize. But she was, she does have a relationship with the Phoenix Force. Yes. True. So I think what I'm into is Jean Grey, after becoming Phoenix and being destroyed, going to the limbo direct, limbo uh, dimension and mm-hmm. having a relationship with magic there. That's pretty good. The The one thing is, I'd look- I need I need Jean Grey to be in a messy ruffle with Wolverine and Sky- Cyclops. I she's need not it. on that dimension right now, Patrick. Okay, all right, that's okay. Fair. That's fair. yeah, she's not on that dimension right now, and we can make this messy if we want because the Phoenix mm-hmm. Force is split, right? Mm-hmm. Emma Frost, Namor, Colossus, Magic, and Cyclops at uh, after it was split uh, 
in the battle between the X-Men and the Avengers. Oh, oh, oh okay. I've got a pitch. Okay. And it's it's very fanficy, but when are we not? Yeah, we can, I know. We can get with okay. That. So I think it's that Jean Iliana in the limbo dimension uh-huh. helps Jean return to be because Jean really wants to be a Cyclops, and there's a little bit of like unrequited feelings there, but like they're friends and she's helpful, right? So she helps her. Okay, Emma Frost comes to confront her yeah to be like how dare you i've been happy cyclops and i are doing yeah. well and you fucking throw his ex-girlfriend and like you don't even know what you're messing with lady and magic's like the heart wants what it wants and my heart wants you let's make out yeah 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 i like that that's good too because i like that honestly like i i like oh okay Okay, now this involves mm-hmm. perhaps, and I'm going to say hashtag Dubcon. It's not Uh-oh. really, but it, you'll see what I mean. So Emma and Magic. It's not Dubcon, actually, because I think Magic uh, has the ability to, like, she she'll, she lets her in. So they're making out, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. They're making out. Emma's, like, making out on her. And e- Emma stops for a second, and she's, like, like really touched and, like, kind of starts to tear up. But, you know, Emma doesn't like to show it. So she right. kind of, like, quickly wipes it away. And Magic's like, what? What? Like, come back to me. Come back to me. And she's like, it's just no one else is here with us. And it's because... Hold on. I'm going to hold for this. And it's because she reached out with her mind. And usually when she would reach out... So she used to reach out with her mind secretly on Cyclops and she would always see that he was on some level thinking of Jean. Mm -hmm. And when she reaches out with um, magic and magic knows and kind of lets her in magic's only thinking of Emma. And she's like, Oh, there's like, I'm the only one here for you. And then magic says like, why wouldn't you be? And then she's like, Oh fuck, I'm falling for her. (laughs) Poor Emma Frost. I know. Yeah. I like this for her. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. And plus, like, Emma Frost just, like, on a very shallow level thinks that Ileana is, like, very cool and, like, Yeah, I mean, they're super powerful. hot chicks. Yeah. <laughs> Both of them. Yeah. That's cool. I like it. Thanks for your help, guys. Yeah, I like that, too. You came up with it, Kelly. You got there. I guess Mogi no, uh, got she us, gave, in, she gave us limbo. She gave us Emma Frost and, and, and magic. <laughs> <laughs> Emma Frost is always one step away from every ship we do. Honestly, she's like one of those people. It's like similar to Buffy where it's like, mm, you might have chemistry with every single person mm-hmm. alive. Yes. And any romance you have is going to be compelling because it's going to be complicated because of who you are. Yes. I love that for her. And it keeps our thruple for Patrick. Thank you. <laughs> Protect those thruples, guys. It's just such a comforting thruple. <laughs> I mean, not for the people in the middle of it. I know. <laughs> I don't know how to end it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I'm panicked. <laughs> it's okay. I think I think we should say something um, about the nature of two people connecting with each other or people connecting with each other in general. Oh, like uh, it's it's nice. Is that what you meant? What? Like that it's nice. Like then Hold on. <laughs> like Is that not that's not the what you were getting at? It's hard to cheers that. Yeah. Hey guys, that's it's, it's like... nice. No, that doesn't. All right. 
No. <laughs> Maybe like um, the. Uh, Wait, have we talked about Shit's Creek on Mike? Th- oh no, but I haven't caught up to the most recent season yet. Nor have I. Okay. Nor have I. All good. But on that show, there's a scene where um, uh, David brings his uh boyfriend to dinner mm-hmm. uh with the mm-hmm. family. And Eugene Levy does a whole thing where he like raises his glass yeah. and he says, "Oh yeah, two, two relationships." Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.